0: hey everyone welcome happy saint patrick's day glad that you're here on this March 17th and um, i'm steve giles and i'm the pastor chartell church of god and this is my weekly devotional called straight from the heart want to welcome all of you today uh sorry i'm starting just a few minutes behind today but uh, glad that you're here uh feel free as you're jumping on today put your name in the comments let me know who you are and uh, where you're from i love uh, again loved hearing from all my friends cross country glad so many of you joined in for and uh, for this and just uh, so grateful and uh, thank you as, as we continue this series Uh, On the names of God, I want to I want to talk about uh, this name today. And as I was working on this this uh, presentation for today, uh, I just was thinking about how how powerful today's thought really is, and how meaningful it might be to so many of us. And uh, today, uh, before I begin, can I just uh, offer a word of prayer? Just ask God to kind of prepare our hearts and to speak to us today. We do that, Father, as we come before you today. Help us just take a moment, Lord, take a deep breath, uh, calm our hearts. Uh, many of us, <laughs> I know our, our people are like me, uh, my day has been really hectic already with so many things to do, um, but Lord, your word is powerful. Uh, it has a way of giving us exactly what we need. It is our food. Uh, it is your surgeon's knife that gets deep down to where we need to be touched uh, from, the, from the things that need to be removed from our life to the things that need to be poured in. Lord, all of these things come from your word. So Lord, as we, uh, as we spend a few moments together today, would you speak to us some things we need to hear? Uh, God, I don't know what everyone who's joining in today is going through, but I know a lot of people are going through a lot of stuff. And we need to remember again, Lord, who you are. So speak to us today, and we'll give you all the glory. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Um, If you haven't been with me in this series, we've been uh, talking about the names of God. And I did uh, a couple of weeks, I talked just some introductory stuff about why that's so important. And uh, then the last two weeks, I've spent unpacking... The name father and how powerful an image that is for us. And if you missed any of those, uh, you can go to my website. God's word for you today.com and uh, you can scroll down there to uh, straight from the heart click on that and that will take you to the YouTube link where you can watch any of the messages that you have missed. And if you see anything in there, if you, if you come across stuff and you say, man, I'd really like to have the notes. I do have notes on everything that I do. Just email me and I'll be happy to send any of that to you. Okay. And uh, feel free to feel free to use it. People ask me all the time. Can I use this to teach my class or whatever? And you're, you're always more than welcome to, to do that. Uh, today, I, I wanna I wanna talk about uh, a name that is uh, a, a powerful name. Um, and let me let me introduce it this way. When, when you were a when you were a kid, um, did you ever ask your parents for something um, like when you when I was a kid, I still remember asking my parents for a mini bike uh, when I was like in ten years old. Or maybe when you were, you know, turning 16 and you asked your parents for a car or you asked them for something that, you know, was just way outside of what your parents could do. Do you ever have your parents say, who do you think I am? You ever get you ever get that response from your parents? Who do you think I am? Well, I thought about that as I was thinking about the the name that I want to talk about today. Um. But I thought about it from a different perspective, because I wondered, I wonder how many times God may respond to us when we're asking him, maybe with a lot of doubt. Maybe we're asking him with a lot of question mark. Maybe we're coming to him with a lot of uncertainty. I wonder if God ever responds to us with, who don't you think I am? Let me say that again. Who don't you think I am? because i think sometimes it's because we don't really know who god is that we're afraid to ask him for things that to us seem out of reach now why that's so important is today i want to talk to you about the name el shaddai Uh, the name el shaddai uh, appears three different times in the old testament and twice in relationship to abraham and then once uh for abraham's grandson um when when god was speaking kind of referring referring back to that but today um they want to talk about that that name el shaddai which means lord god almighty or the all-sufficient one and here's the context of of the scripture uh where god first gives us this name it says when abram was 99 years old god appears to him and and said i am el shaddai god almighty serve me faithfully and lead a, and live a blameless life i will make a covenant with you by which i will guarantee you to guarantee to give you countless descendants Now, the backstory, if you remember, was in chapter 12 of Genesis, God coming to Abram, telling him uh, uh, to leave his father's country, to leave his father's house, to just basically go where a place I'm going to show you. And so Abraham gathered his family and uh, all that he had, and he took off and he began to follow God on this journey. And God was about to show him who he really was. And, And I thought about, you know, that's... That's what so many of us need. We need God to show us who he really is, which is why I think these names of God are so important and so incredible uh, because we need, I, I don't, again, I don't know what your situation is. You know, it's been interesting as some of the names have popped up on my phone as I'm doing this. Um, for some of you, I know what you're going through. I know the circumstances you're facing. I, I know some of the <coughs> some of the ways that you really need the help and hand of God. And uh, And this is what, these names can give you is some hope and handles for what you're experiencing with that. Um, When we talk about El Shaddai, one of the reasons it's really important to kind of camp on that name a a bit is because if we're honest, we put limits on God. You know, we put limits on God. Um, (laughs) J.B. Phillips wrote a book some years ago called Your God is Too Small, and it's so true. Uh, you know, we even though God has revealed Himself as El Shaddai, we tend to put box a box. A, you know, put God in a box and and kind of hold Him captive, and we think God can do this, but not. That. Now, let me just unpack that for you. Maybe today that's, that's all I want to camp on, and then next week we'll finish this thing on El Shaddai. But today, let me talk about some of the limits we put on God. And I just want you to be open with yourself for a little bit and just think about where, where have I limited God to really work in my life. Can I, can I give you just a few? Okay, The, the first one is we, we put physical limits on God. In, in other words, we we determine sometimes, well, God can do this, you know, physically, but not that uh, God can heal this disease, but not that disease. Um, it's like when when there's when there's something going on, um, you know, God can God could take care of you know this problem, but he really can't take care of that problem. And one one of the benefits of living a, a, a while, as I have now is I have seen firsthand over and over again, the healing hand of God be able to work in so many situations. You know, when I was a kid, uh, still vividly remember, uh, I used to suffer a lot from ear infections and and uh, my family really didn't go to doctors and all of that. And it wasn't until my ear infections were raging out of control uh, that my I finally ended up at a doctor. And I was uh, supposed to go uh, to surgery. I never forget the Friday. I went. I went in to to see my doctor, Dr. Gerson, and he, you know, he had he had been monitoring me, and he said, you know, we're going to have to put Steve in the hospital on uh, next week, and uh, you know, we're going to have to surgically take care of this, and and um, and I, he, my my, the thing we were going to do was going back in on Monday, and he was going to follow up and all of that. So, long story short, I on Sunday night, I'll never forget going down front my parents taking me to the front of the church and the people gathering around me and praying over me. And, and I just remember, again, I was, I was probably fourth grade and I, uh, I can still remember just an overwhelming sense of peace. And when I, um, I got, went to the doctor's office the next day, my mom packed my little suitcase and we went to the doctor's office and Dr. Gerson was gonna give me one more check uh, before I went into the hospital that afternoon. And so we got there, and Dr. Gerson's looking in my ear and he looks in one ear and he goes, hmm. And he looks in the other ear and he goes, hmm. And I remember my mom was just a nervous wreck and she's like, you know, Doctor, what's, what's the matter? And I'll never forget Dr. Gerson saying, you know, well, that's the problem. There's nothing the matter here. He said, uh, he said this infection has completely cleared up. Um, and he goes, I don't understand this. And I remember, again, I'm just a kid, and I looked at him and I said, well, they prayed for me at church last night. You know, and Dr. Gerson just just laughed, you know, and he, and he said, well, patted me on the head, and he said, well, Steve, you tell them to keep on praying because this, has been, this is a miracle that has happened here. And, uh, and I went home and of course I didn't go into the hospital. And, and it, was, it was just, uh, again, amazing. I didn't have that surgery then. It was many years later, I was in my 20s before they did repair surgery here in Oklahoma City uh, to actually take care of the damage that that infection had done. But I was, just, I was just amazed even as a little kid at what God could do. And now what I want to tell you is through the years, I've seen the hand of God work again and again and again. Whether it's an ear infection, uh, whether it's a heart problem, whether it's cancer, uh, what, whatever it is, you know, I have seen again and again and again. And we can't put physical limits on God. Um, one of the best lessons I learned in, in ministry was early, early in ministry here at, at, in Oklahoma City. Uh, one uh, first month probably or so I was here and my, my senior pastor sent me to the hospital to visit a guy uh, named Nor- uh, Norris Waddell in our church. And um, I had no idea what was going on with Norris. I was down at St. Anthony's Hospital. I remember going in and, you know, I'm really nervous trying not to step on an oxygen tube or something. You know, I'm trying not to make sure I don't do anything stupid. And I didn't even know what was wrong with him. And I talked to him for a few minutes and I finally I said, well, well, Norris, you know, what are the doctors saying? And, um, and Norris looked at me and he goes, well, they've given me six months to live. And, and I, again, I'm a, I'm a young kid and I'm just like, oh my gosh, you know, and I didn't know what to say and I didn't know what to do and I'm just frozen. And all of a sudden he gets this big smile and he starts laughing his butt. He said, but that was 17 years ago. And uh, he comes to tell me this story about how he, When he was uh, 17 years before he had been diagnosed with stage four cancer, the doctors said there is nothing we can do. But the people prayed and Norris trusted God and God uh, not only healed him, but God extended his life for another 20 years. Now, just look at me. Um, I know that God doesn't always heal the way we want him to heal. I know that God doesn't always do the things that we want him to do uh, the way we want him to do them or even in the timing that we want him to do them. But here's what I know. I I really believe that all too often we put physical limits on what God can and can't heal, what God can and can't do. And we got to remember this is El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. We can't put physical limits on him. Um, sometimes we put situational limits on God. Now, what do I mean by that is I think sometimes we, we put God in this box that says, well, God, God can heal bodies, but he can't really work in our business or he, you know, he's not really a God who works in our finances. Um, you know, we, we can, we can, we can let God work over here, but God really doesn't work over, over there. And we put these, again, we put these situational limits on God. And, um, and and what I want to just encourage you with today is that there is no situation that you're in that God is not aware of. And there is no situation that you are in that God can't put his hand in and work in. Um, again, we remember he is El Shaddai. He's the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And it doesn't matter what situation you're in, whether you're in a in a situation at work that you think can't be resolved, or whether you're in a, a financial place that you can't, you don't think there's any way out. I promise you, our God can do what you never thought was possible because He is El Shaddai. Uh, for those of us here who are connected to Mid America Christian University and our church. Universities, um, we've 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 had we've had a chance to see this firsthand. Um, fifteen years ago or so, um, you know, uh, the, our our university here had having moved from Houston to Oklahoma City was uh, had had built a campus. They thought the campus in Houston was sold, but it didn't sell, and it ended up you know, the college ended up being in debt. And uh, fifteen years ago, the school was uh, in the red about 16, 17 million dollars. Uh, they didn't know if they were going to be able to keep the college open. And, um, and, and again, people were praying, and you know, what we're doing. And they were trying all these stopgap measures that, that just wouldn't work. And, and again, it was a situation that anyone would have looked at and said, that's impossible. You might as well close your doors because it's over. But then one day, a Christian man who God had blessed financially you know, walked in. And he actually contacted the president of our, of our university and all four actually of our Church of God colleges and said, God has blessed me financially and I would like to pay off all of your debt. Now I want you to just get this. In the blink of an eye, God took our university from being a university that was $17 million in the red to being a university that was $15 million in the black because of the assets that they own. That's God. God can work in situations where you don't think he can. Don't be afraid. Whatever you're going through today, whatever your situation is, don't, don't think that that's outside of the scope of God. He is El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty. He is the all-sufficient one. There is no situation that God can't work in. He can work in yours. I promise you. Um, sometimes we put time limits. On God. Um, Sometimes we put time limits on God. Uh, Sometimes we think if God doesn't get things done, um, you know, by a a certain time that they're not going (laughs) to happen. You know, I I often think of the story in, in John chapter 11 of when Lazarus got sick. And uh, the Bible says and when Jesus heard that Lazarus got sick, he stayed where he was for a few more days. And, and by the time Lazarus, Jesus got to where Lazarus was, Lazarus had already been dead for three days. And um, you remember the story when Mary and Martha greeted Jesus and, and uh, when Jesus got there. And he was good friends with his family. And they both, of, both of the sisters said the same thing to him. They said, you know what, if you had been here. Our brother would not have died. Now, just catch this. Because what they were saying to Jesus is, you're too late. You're too late. Yeah, if you'd have gotten here when he was sick, maybe you could have done something, but now he's dead. What can you do? They had this time limit thing going on with them. But you know what? God's not restricted by our time limits. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. And you know the story. He raises Lazarus from the dead. Now, what I want to say to you is that there. for some of you, you may feel like it's too late for some certain things. You may feel like it's it's, it's too late for, for this, it's too late for that, uh, it's too late for you. But you know what? You're wrong. There are no time limits to God. He's eternal. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He is from everlasting to everlasting lasting this story with 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 uh abram that we're that we're talking about where this el shaddai name comes from is 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 so great in fact remember the text i just read to you it says and when abram abram was 99 years old the lord appeared to him said i am el shaddai serve me faithfully, live a blameless life i'll make a covenant with you by which i guarantee you to give you countless descendants now let's rewind the tape it was when abram was 75 years old that God told him, I want you to leave your father's house and follow me, and I'm going to make you into a great family, great nation. And now here we are. I mean, you can imagine 75, God coming and saying, I'm going to make you the father of a great nation. You're going like, well, I'm 75 years old. And I don't think that's going to happen. My wife is, you know, at, at this time is what, 65. But now, re, you know, push it forward 20, you know, 24 more years And now he's 99, you know, and his wife, his wife is 89, you know, and and all of a sudden he's like, you know, gee, God's saying, I'm going to do this. And Abram's like, you got, you got to be crazy. You can't, you can't do this. It's, it's too late. Look at me. It's never too late with God. And you know the story that next year when Abram was a hundred years old and his wife Sarah was 90 and she gave birth to a son. And they named him Isaac. And and, and what Abram discovered is what we need to discover. Stop putting God in this box of time limits. And say, Lord, you've got to get it done by this date or it's over. It's never over with God. We put time limits on him. Um, Sometimes we put people limits on God. and, And I want this to be an encouragement to you because for some of us, some of you are in relationship with some people in your life, and um, some of those people are people that you care about deeply, and they are in places they shouldn't be involved in stuff they shouldn't be in, maybe in relationships with people that they shouldn't be in relationships with. Um, Some of you um, are dealing with people who are bound by addictions, and uh, by the way, this Sunday in my message on chain breaking hope, uh, I'm going to be talking about a God who can break these kinds of chains. And some of your relationships that it's sometimes, again, like this guy that I'm going to talk about Sunday from Mark chapter five, who, you know, was so, you know, was so out of his mind with by the demons that had taken over his life that he was living out among the tombs. You know, people in the towns that knew him just thought, you know, he's he's beyond hope. But you know what? there's no one who is beyond hope to God. Um, I always love the story of, 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 of Saul. Um, when Saul was, uh, the apostle Paul was converted. And uh, when he, when he came to came to Christ and, uh, and he, he was, if you remember the story, he was kind of knocked off of his horse and the, Jesus spoke to him and said, you know, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And, Saul said, you know, who, who are you? And he said, I'm Jesus, the one you're persecuting. And, and he was blinded. And if you remember in the storyline in, in, in Acts chapter 9, God speaks to a, a man named Ananias. And he says, I want you to go to, you know, this particular place because my servant Saul was there. And I want you to pray for him so that he can receive his sight. And you remember how Ananias responded to God. He goes, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you say Saul from Tarsus? Did I hear that right, God? Saul from Tarsus. and God, I don't know if you've heard about Saul from Tarsus, but the, this is a really bad dude. And you see, Ananias was framing Saul just like we do with so many people. We just go, you know what? They're just, they're just gone. No, 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 no. There is no one so far away that the long arm of the Lord can't reach them. Never put people limits on God. You just never know whose heart God is going to touch and whose life God is going to change. I, I promise you. Uh, there are some of you who are watching this right now. And, and you, you get this because you were one of those who were so far from God. You, you, you people would have never believed that you would have come back. Uh, there are some of you right now. You've got some people in your life, and I know they're a long way away. And there are times you throw up your hands and go, they're just out of their mind. Yeah, they may be. But you know what? There is no, the the, the great news of the gospel of Christ is, is it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. The grace of God is greater than all our sin. Don't put people limits on God. Let me give you just one last thought for today. Um, We put put limits uh, of what I want to call limits of potential on God. We put limits of potential on God. In other words, sometimes I think we forget how wonderfully God can work in someone's life or in the situation of of, of a particular place. Uh, And the reason I was saying that, I, I was thinking about this as I was... As I was thinking about some people who got, they felt like God was laying on their heart the, the, the idea to develop something. And they had no idea what God was going to do. Um, and it's so easy to go, well, that's a great thought. But, you know, I don't think God can really work in that. And we forget, um, you know, Jesus said, you know, the kingdom of God, it's like a it's like a mustard seed, man. And, you, you know, you, you can plant it and it can just grow bigger than you could you could ever imagine. And uh, I, I still remember, and I'll, I'll close with this story. I still remember years ago in Phoenix, uh, a, a gal who, who came to me, a gal who had dealt with her own alcoholism, who had ended up um, on the street homeless because of her addiction. And um, I, I can still remember uh, when after she got saved and had, it was, was just kind of wrestling with what God wanted to do. I still remember when she came to me and, and just said, you know, Pastor Steve, I really believe God is laying on my heart. This desire to to start this ministry for people who are homeless and um, and she had this dream of, of developing this this uh, this nonprofit called hopes and dreams incorporated and, um, and, and we kind of partnered together and uh, the very first year we wanted to do we did a Thanksgiving dinner in the park where the homeless people lived. And uh, again, we had no idea who was going to show up. We had no idea if people in our church would be willing to give up their Thanksgiving day to help serve. But we had a great crew of volunteers had, I think, like 100, 150 uh, homeless people who showed up that day that we got to feed, we got to share with, we got to talk to. And the uh, next year when we did it again, we had more volunteers. We added uh, clothing to be able to give to people who were, who, were, who were coming and toiletries to people who were coming. We had like 250 to 300 homeless people who showed up. And, and I'll never forget sitting across from a guy who, um, who told me we got, we got talking and he didn't know who I was. And I didn't know who he was. We just got visiting and somebody walked by the table and said something to me and said, Hey, pastor Steve, good to see you. And this guy looks at me and he said, you're the pastor for the church that's doing this. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm Steve. And, And he told me his story that the year before, the very first one that we did, he had come to the lunch. And he said, I was really skeptical. He said, I couldn't believe that someone, you know, that there was a group that would really care enough on Thanksgiving to do this. He said, but it was free food. We came. He said, I ate. He said, I end up sitting across the table from one of your parishioners. And he said, in the course of the lunch, he said, I began to sharing a little bit of my story about being a drug addict, and I ended up on the street because of my drug addiction. He said, and your parishioner started sharing their story with me, and they talked about their own addiction to drugs and how they had dealt with it for years and how God had helped break the chains for them. And he said and they they shared with me that God could do for me what I couldn't do for myself And he said I I prayed with them. They prayed with me for to receive Christ as my Savior He said they told me where I could go to get some help and he said I got myself into uh, A detox he said I got myself into recovery and he said and here He said here I am he goes now this year. He said I came back He said I've been in my own apartment now He said I've got my own job and he said this year I came back to the luncheon because I wanted to serve and give hope to others. What what I want you to share is that when, when I was sitting in my office with that young lady and she was sharing with me this idea, neither one of us had any concept of how God could take this little thing and do something incredible with it. Here's all I want to say to you. Never minimize what God can do through an idea that he gives to you. Or or, or or, the potential that's within each person around you. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit more next week. But, but so often we put limits on what God can do through people, through churches, through ministry. Look at me. Or through us. And the moment we put a limit on what God can do through anything, we forget that he is El Shaddai. Lord God. Just a question, where have you been limiting God in your life? What is it that you've been facing that you've been praying, but you really haven't been praying with faith because you're really not sure God can do that? Well, today I want to pray for us. And today I want to, I want to ask God to do what we think he can't do. Today I want us to just bust a lid out of the boxes that we've put our God in, and that we can set free this unlimited God to work in our lives in ways that we never could imagine. Would you pray with me, Father? As we come before you today, you are El Shaddai, Lord God Almighty, the All-Sufficient One, and Lord, as we as we come before you, we we just confess, God, that. We, we put you in boxes sometimes. Sometimes, Lord, even as we think about our lives and the lives of people around us, we, we begin to think you can do this, but you can't do that. Well, you can help this much, but you can't help that much. And God, we, we so often forget who you are and what you can do. And today, Father, I pray for each and every one of us. I, I know that there are many of us who, who are watching this, some of us, Lord, who are, who are tuning in. That And Lord, we're, we're in bondage that we don't need to be in. And we're, 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 we're putting fences around our lives that shouldn't be there. You're a God who's so much bigger than we can ever imagine. Father, there are some people facing some circumstances in their life right now, and they're afraid. Because they know, Lord, that unless you do something, it's not going to end well. And Father, I I pray that you would help us to know that you are not only a God who is rich in love. that, That you are a God who is rich in power. Nothing is too difficult. Father, I pray today that you would put your hand upon the shoulder of each and every person. I pray that instead of fear, that God, you would cast that fear out and that you would breathe faith into their hearts. I pray that you would help them to cling to you with both hands right now, that they would hold on to you and know that whatever it is that they're facing, whatever it is that they're going through, whatever it is that they are dealing with, that you are still today, El Shaddai, Lord God almighty. Work in our lives in a profound and powerful way. In the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Hey, thanks again so much. Good to have you guys here. Um, Thanks for tuning in, whether you're watching me live or whether you're going to be watching this video later. Just thank you. Thank you for that. Hey, just a couple of things. Again, uh, if anyone like a copy of any of my notes on any of this stuff, just let me know. i will be happy to send that uh, to you. If you would do one favor for me, uh, if this has been a blessing to you, if the words have been an encouragement to you, would you just share this video on your Facebook page? Give some people in your life a chance to hear what God can do for them. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit more about El Shaddai. And I'm going to drill it in a little bit more personal about what El Shaddai can do for us. I hope to see you there. God bless you. Love y'all. See you soon.